Well, we're going to take a change of pace and return to the Old Testament this afternoon. One of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. We're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. Y'all know where Jeremiah is? Good. Go there. (laughs) Go to chapter 33. And we're going to be in verse 3. Jeremiah 33. 3. Any of y'all know this verse? All right, if you don't know it, you're going to learn it today. We're going to teach you a song so that you can sing it as you leave, okay? Jeremiah 33.3, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The title of my sermon this afternoon is pretty simple, might be kind of boring even. It's three reasons you should be praying, or three reasons you should pray. Uh, it's a pretty simple title, doesn't fancy about it at all, and the message isn't really fancy. I think it's pretty straightforward, and we're going to try to look at these, uh, this verse in particular and kind of gain some reasons why we should pray. How many of y'all feel like you pray enough? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So uh, I know I don't pray enough, and so I think from time to time we need to hear this. Uh, it's Thankfully, we live in a nation... Where people pray, even unbelievers, many of them pray because it was taught to them as a child. Um, I saw a poll that said that 75% of Americans pray. You may not believe that, but I, that's what the, the poll said. It's a Gallup poll. Um, uh, the, the Gallup poll also said that 57% of Americans pray at least once a day, uh, which is also kind of shocking to me, although... This study was about 25 years ago, so maybe things have changed a bit. Uh, But uh, And it says 91% of women and 85% of men pray occasionally. But of those that pray, it says 78% of Americans pray at least once a week. I think that's encouraging if that's true. But I will say this, I know that I need to pray more. And this passage, this little verse, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, is a wonderful promise and there's some instruction in there for us. And the first thing I see is uh, from that Hebrew word uh, that begins this sentence in verse 3, call, that word is an imperative. What does imperative mean? It's a command. So the first point is, Prayer is our command. God commands us to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Paul, writing to this church in Thessalonica, said, Pray without ceasing. This is recorded in God's Word. Uh, Acts 2 and verse 42, it talked about how uh, the church, it says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. They prayed. Matthew 6, verse 5, 6 and 7, where they asked him, how should we pray? Jesus tells them, when you pray. And so the issue with God is not whether or not you will pray, but where and when and what will you pray about? Because you should be praying. It is our command that we should pray. 1 Samuel, I, I found an interesting uh, uh, reference about prayer, and uh, it was from First Samuel. Samuel was, uh, 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 they had just uh, 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 crowned Saul as king, and 
in this passage, Samuel wrote, uh, verse 23, in 1 Samuel 12, 23, he said, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord. Well, what is he talking about? What is the the sin going to be? He said that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Listen, prayerlessness, living a life without prayer is sin. So we are to pray. I think if, how many of you think that prayer is a good thing? If it is, raise your, yeah, raise your hand. Do you know John, uh, what does James 4.17 say? Anybody can, who maybe was an Awana kid can tell us that verse? Or an Awana teacher? James 4.17, what is it? No, it's 4.17. I got it in front of me. I'm cheating. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, how does this go? And doeth it not, to him it is sin. Prayer is our command. And in this passage, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, he says, Call unto me. He is commanding uh, the, the person receiving this message to pray, to reach out, to call unto the Lord. The second thing we see in this passage, I think the second reason uh, you should pray is that prayer is our way of communication with God. The word call is also, uh, could also be translated as meet. Meet with me. Meet with me. Uh, how many of y'all have a cell phone? If you got a cell phone, raise it up. Hopefully one of them will ring or something and embarrass you. I'm kidding. Uh, how many of y'all have God's phone number? Let's see here. I got it. Here it is. See, God. God right there. Uh, I have uh, how to reach him at home. It says pray. How would you like to have a, a phone number for God where you could, you could pull out your phone and you could just dial and call him and, and he would hear what you have to say. You could, you could bring to him any uh, concerns that you had, any, any kind of uh, a f- need for financial advice or relationship advice or some kind of spiritual direction. You could bring to him all your troubles and pour your heart out to him. How many of you would love to have a cell phone that you could call God on? Wouldn't that be great? Man, that'd be so awesome, wouldn't it? Hey, guess what? You have one. You can pray to him anytime you want. And, and it's, the signal is crystal clear to him. He hears every word that you say. And, and this, this relationship, this access we have to him is unending. Uh, we don't have to wait until he's awake or when he's off work. Or we, don't, we don't have to wait anytime. We can go and pray to him anytime that we want. And it's our way of communicating with him. Our prayer, I think in this way of communication, we, we should notice that our prayer should be, I would say that it should be a simple type of prayer. You know, sometimes uh, we should just talk to God like you talk to one another. Uh, that doesn't mean you should be uh, 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 un... Oh man, there's a word I'm looking for. Irreverent. Man, that's the word. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pam. Uh, we shouldn't be irreverent, but I don't think we have to be flowery. Uh, what, did it, what, did, what did it say in Matthew chapter 6? Uh, what, did, what did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 6? I'm going to go there and tell you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, he says, But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think 
that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Uh, listen, we don't, we don't have to use a whole bunch of words. You ought to hear Charlie when he, he prays over our dinner at night. He prayed over dinner last night, and Charlie likes to rattle off all the things he's thankful for. He always lists all of his family members, and then he thanks God for everything that made him happy that day. Uh, yesterday, he thanked God for our dinner, and he thanked God for uh, video games, and he thanked God for all kinds of things. Uh, earlier last week, we were about to sit down and have a little lunch together, and he thanked God for his sandwich and Cheetos. You know, after a few years of us uh, dignified Baptists having a hold of him, uh, I think he'll pray differently. He'll probably go something like, Oh, omnipotent Lord, most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, I bow my heart and head in humble contrition to give thanks for the daily provision of thy sustenance. I could go on. This is silly, isn't it? We don't have to pray like that. And I'm not criticizing uh, flowery prayers, but, but there is a difference in public and private praying. And if you're a new Christian or if you're new to uh, praying, you're just new to the commitment of prayer, maybe please just know that God can hear the most simple of prayers. Amen. Our prayer life also should be sincere. That verse we just read from Matthew said not to use vain repetition. You know, there's nothing wrong with repetition so long as it's not vain. So long as it's not just you're trying to stretch out the time so you can say, well, I prayed for six minutes or whatever your goal is. That, uh, that uh, passage in, John, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse, se- uh, verse 7. Nope, Matthew 7, verse 7. That's what I was trying to get to. Matthew 7, verse 7. What did Jesus say? Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So uh, I, I think that it's okay to repeat. Uh, I'm I'm reminded of how I'm reminded of how uh, Jesus told the story about the uh, the friend that came at night. You remember that story, the guest that came at night, and why did that? Why did the host? eventually answer the door. It was because he was so excited that this guy showed up in the dead of night, right? No, it was because it says it because of his importunity. Man, big King James word, but really what it means is this guy did not give up. He just uh, systematically asked over and over to ask and keep asking until the Lord answered. We should pray Sincerely, we should pray systematically, and I think sometimes maybe we should pray secretly. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, it says, When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to stand praying, uh, pray standing in the synagogues in the, and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. You know, sometimes we should pray secretly. If our goal in our prayer is to be seen of men, then our motive is wrong. I'm not thinking that's a huge problem among us here, but I can tell you it can creep into our hearts at any time, this prideful idea that we need to look good before one another. We should pray sincerely. And that may sometimes mean that we pray secretly. Paul Paul Bunyan, John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, uh, had this to say about prayer. He says, When you pray, it would be better to let your heart be without words 
than to let your words be without heart. We should, we should embrace this idea of communication with the Lord and the opportunity that we have to, to tell Him what our needs and our concerns are. I'm uh, immediately reminded of, of uh, I think it's 1 Peter, uh, one of my, another one of my favorite verses, 1 Peter chapter 5. Am I right, Brother Lester, here? Is this uh, is it Second Peter? First Peter, chapter 5, verse 7. Oh man, how about verse 6? We'll start with verse 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And then it says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Man, <laughs> call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The last thing, the last reason, first reason being that prayer is our command, second reason being is our prayer is our way of communication with God, and the third thing is that prayer comes with consequences. I'm using that word consequence not in, a, in terms of something bad or some kind of punishment, but there are results that come with prayer. Uh, when we pray, God listens, and then there is no such thing as an unanswered prayer. You hear me? There's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. This verse right here makes it clear that he will answer. Call unto me and I will answer thee. He will answer our prayer. There will be a consequence. If you think God has not answered your prayer, maybe it's because you didn't realize God answers in one of three ways. He might say yes, he might say no, and he might say wait. That's my favorite answer. I'd rather he just tell me no. God will answer your prayers. You ask for a new job and you think God did not answer? Yeah, he answered. He said, just wait. Eric had to listen to the Lord say wait for quite a while until he got his good job at his engineering job now. You ask God to uh, let you date a certain person and you think God did not answer? No, he answered. He just said no. Uh, I'm reminded, I was talking to Miss uh, Julia earlier today and she was talking about her her own personal history and had God had personally been involved in so many moments of her life and clearly had shown specific and personal attention towards her. And it reminded me of foolish, goofy 15 or 16-year-old Darren Simpson who was heartsick and wanted a girl. But I wanted the girl that God wanted me to have. And I remember praying. I got heartbroken by a girl who dumped me about three times. Boys, uh, if a girl dumps you more than once, then don't go back, okay? Um, <clears throat> And I just prayed, God, I know that you have somebody there for me. You have someone out there for me. And I just started praying. And I believed in prayer that God would answer specific prayers. And I don't, what, is, what do teenagers think? I don't know. I don't know what teenage Darren was thinking. But I prayed that my wife would be a teacher. I'm dead serious. I prayed that my wife someday would be a teacher. Someone who loved to serve. Someone who had a heart for God. And God answered my prayer specifically. I also prayed that she'd be really pretty, and man, he knocked that one out of the park. <sighs> Prayer is not changing God's mind. It's 
got, it's about getting in sync with God's mind. Prayer is not about altering God's will, but learning what God's will is. He'll answer your, your prayers if you'll listen. And then when you receive those answers, trust that he knows what's best. I, I love how this passage ends, this verse ends. I keep calling it a passage, just a verse. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And then how does he say he will answer? He said, I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The word mighty was another word they might have used to describe a, 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 a fenced-in city with, uh, with huge impenetrable walls, a, a place that was out of reach and inaccessible. And I, I kind of like to use sometimes different translations. And uh, the amplified version of this verse says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you did not know and understand and cannot distinguish. God will open our eyes to things we never could have seen on our own if we'll just pray to Him. I think that's a pretty powerful promise. So what's the point of all this, Brother Darren? point is, God knows some things that you don't know. Some things that you and I need to know, and some things you will never know unless you go to Him in prayer. Three reasons you should pray. Now, I promised you, you would learn this verse. How many of y'all can quote this verse to me right now? Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Have I ever, ever taught you this in song? Oh, good. Everybody forgot it. I think I've done this before. I'm going to lead you in singing this verse. All right? Simple tune, the the words are right here in your your Bible. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. Have you got it? Good. I pray that's an encouragement to you. We need to pray. And we need prayer when things are going great. We need prayer when things are going bad. We need prayer all the time. I encourage you to pray. God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for, uh, Lord, promising, giving us wonderful verses like this in the Bible that are uh, just uh, sources of tremendous promise that if we will reach out to you, if we'll seek to communicate on you uh, to you that you will answer us and not only will you answer us you will answer according to your will and lord if we continue to do so we will see and experience great and mighty things we will understand great and mighty things that we couldn't have known before lord help us to depend more upon you daily lord help us to uh, put our life in your hands and to trust you with each moment Lord, when things are going good, let us pray. When things are going bad, let us pray. And when every day passes, Lord, help us to pray. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.